You may ask, how did this tradition get started? I'll tell you. I don't know. But it's a tradition. And because of our traditions, every one of us knows who he is and what God expects him to do. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Let's Talk Torah. I am really Chief Jacobson with an Armstrong guest, and we'll spend our time talking Torah, learning stuff, and having fun while we learn. You can always send your questions and comments to our mailbag at letstalktorah at gmail.com, and of course, I will answer as many as I can. I am back from the holiday season. It's been busy. We got to talk holidays. We got to talk parties. We got to talk weather. Um, some of you in the Midwest may have noticed we've had a lot of rain. A lot of rain. And it's hard to sit in your sukkah and your hut, which it just has like tree branches, bamboo mats, when it's raining, and therefore we go inside. And we'll get to it, I hope, later in the show, but I actually made a bar mitzvah um, over the holiday season, and and we we celebrated on the Sabbath, on the Shabbos, during the Sukkot holiday. Now, the problem is, if you want a bunch of people to come over and have a little herring, a little cake, maybe something to drink, it's kind of hard when it's raining outside. And we weren't sure what was going to happen. My wife says to me, do we have plan B? I said, no plan B. It just can't rain. So sure enough, we wake up Shabbos morning. We have to put on our raincoats because it is raining on the way to shul, on the way to prayers. And long prayers, Shabbos morning, we'll talk. It happens to be from one of the longer uh, days because there's extra stuff we read. <clears throat> but sure enough, I don't know. I, let's say prayers were finished 1130, maybe 1140. Probably around 1125, the rain stopped. So by the time I got home, tables were dried off. Tables were set. They even brought a second table outside for the women instead of going inside my house. It was outside my house. It was beautiful. The weather was gorgeous. Probably the nicest day of the whole holiday season. It was unbelievable. Had a lot of my grandchildren there. Of course, the, the my swing set area was all full of mud, and that mud, of course, uh, made it into the house. But you can't have everything. So anyways, but we have so many things to talk about. Get us caught up. We'll talk by mitzvahs. We'll talk rain. We'll talk holidays. But first thing I wanted to sort of recap the holiday season. In other words, there was a um, there was some video clip going around on uh, on uh, on what was it on LinkedIn? I saw it probably in other places. So a guy is um, talking to a business contact, and the guy says, "You know, I keep trying to make meetings. You keep pushing me off. So what do you mean? I'll meet you whenever you want. Oh yeah, what happened?" And he starts like on the English calendar, starts going through all the dates, and he says, "Oh, that was the high holidays." which were um, Tuesday, Wednesday, right? The beginning about a month ago, right? Three weeks ago, Rosh Hashanah, high holidays, Tuesday, Wednesday. So I try to come to you Tuesday, you say, no, Wednesday, oh, it's my, it's my New Year's, New Year's. Huh? He says, okay, yeah. And then the next uh, Thursday, Wednesday afternoon, Thursday, oh, 
That was Yom Kippur. And he said, what about the next Tuesday, Wednesday? Which was Monday night, Tuesday, Wednesday. Oh, that was a Sukkot holiday. Yeah, and then Saturday, oh, that's the Sabbath. And then the next Tuesday, Wednesday, again, is the Sukkot holiday. So we, we've really had a wonderful, amazing month, but packed, packed with holidays. And you got to wonder, like, I mean, everybody likes holidays, right? But wouldn't it be easiest to spread them out? Like, what what is going on specifically with this group of holidays that are just all packed into a month. You, you can't get work done. Very little things can be done. Um, even though in school we're, we're, we're getting ready for a major campaign. But it's pretty hard to prepare even. You can barely call people. No one's around. Everyone's busy. They're trying to squeeze everything in. We, we've had multiple meetings. And one of the things we discussed was we, we, we can't get any traction. You have a meeting. And you try to follow up, do a couple of things, but there's no traction because we're all running from holiday to holiday, which is amazing. And I, I even met a, a, a parent um, in Simchat Torah, and he says, oh, yeah, it's my son and his reading. I know he needs work with his reading. I said, tell you the truth. <clears throat> I said, we've had a few days of school. We've only had a few days of school. It was basically saying hello getting them used to the structure, getting them used to the setup, getting used to what I do, what I want from them, what I expect from them. I, I, we, we barely know each other, and certainly um, I'm not ready to start giving um, full-fledged uh, reports on children. We, we, we've just begun. But I said, don't worry. The holidays are over. We're going to get back into it. See, now when I come back, we actually start school tomorrow. We have off today. But once we re-get the holidays up and running, um, I'm sorry, once we, once we get school back up and running, so now I, I, I got a good, when is, when is Hanukkah? Hanukkah is not, I got the whole month of October, and I got three and a half weeks in November. We have a solid seven weeks, no holidays. So I really have a lot of time to focus um, except I have two weddings coming up, so that will get in the way a little bit, but we'll do the best we could. At least we'll have a sub, somebody that I know. But overall, really wonderful, beautiful, amazing holidays. I had a lot of people in my house, and my wife and I make the same prayer. Let everybody be happy. Let them not fight. Let the, let the children play. I mean, you got to know what to ask for. But okay, but, let's, but now that I've been rambling... And David, if I could, I, I lost my clock. I actually don't think my clock was turned on. But if David could turn on my clock, I'll actually know how much time I do have to to get in to talk about stuff. So let's let's recap the holidays. So we had Rosh Hashanah. That is the day where the world is judged. We have Yom Kippur. That's the day where you get a second chance. You can repent. If the scales are in the wrong direction, you can get the scales tilted in your favor. Um, so that's Yom Kippur. Then we have the Sukkot holidays. Sukkot holidays, we go outside of our houses into these uh, temporary abodes, and we have mats and the like that let rain right through them. They're decorated. Kids make stuff in school. Then we have, after the Sukkot holiday, connected is Simchat Torah. Everybody knows Simchat Torah. That's, I hope, uh, we dance with the Torah 
And okay, so that's the overall. That's what's been happening. So, but what's the order? What's the order? So the order goes like this. First, first we declare God is king. The the birthday of the world, the world is being judged, but we, and God is sitting on his throne of judgment, but we we are reproclaiming that God is our king. And of course we want to be judged um you know with mercy. Of course that's what we're looking for. But at the focus of the day is God is king. Then there's this 10-day period, including Rosh Hashanah, including Yom Kippur, where we're going to repent for things we've done wrong. First, I make God king. Then I can talk about my responsibilities, if I've been good or not good. Until I accept God as my king, there's nothing to talk about. So they get to Yom Kippur. By the time I'm through this 10-day period from Rosh Hashanah through Yom Kippur, so this is a spiritual journey. So you hope... But that is the goal, that my level of spirituality has just skyrocketed. It hasn't skyrocketed. At least let's hope it's moved up in, in some amount, that I've, I've, I've become better than what I was in the past. That's what I'm looking for. Now that I've reached... A, a new level. I become a better person. I'm planning on being a better person. I'm looking towards the future. I want to be better now that I'm heading in that direction. Now I'm ready for the Sukkot holiday. The Sukkot holiday is me and God. Right? Even though it's true, Rosh Hashanah is me and God. Yom Kippur is me and God. But now it's a little different because you see, Rosh Hashanah, he's king, he's judging me. Yom Kippur, I'm asking for mercy to, to, and I'm trying to repent to, to change the scales. Right, that's all a relationship of, maybe for lack of a better term, fear. You want to use the word awe, right? You could use that word also. But in any case, by my Rosh Hashanah through Yom Kippur, this is a a a fearful trepidation type period where I'm asking God to, to be kind, to be nice, to have mercy on me. I haven't been as good as I supposed to have been. I haven't kept all the things I said I was going to keep. And now I'm ready for Sukkot. Sukkot, I'm moving out of my permanent home, my regular home, my four walls, my roof, my kitchen, my bedrooms. I'm moving out into a temporary abode, but I'm saying, God, I'm, I'm coming under your wings. You are protecting me. But now I'm, I'm ready to change from a, again, what we'll call fear, nervous, awe, to one of love. Now my relationship, my connection to God is ready to take the next step. And the next step is a relationship of love. I love God. God loves me. And I'm, I'm like surrounded. It's the, the Vilna Gon says that the sukkah, is the is the one mitzvah that my whole body is involved in. There's a lot of mitzvot I eat. Okay, that's my mouth, my stomach. I wear my tefillin on my arms. I walk to do a mitzvah. I, I study Torah. That's my brain, my eyes, maybe my mouth. Um, maybe the clothes I wear, the food I'm allowed to eat. These are all parts of my body inv- involved. But the sukkah, my whole body 
is resting, is living in the sukkah, my whole body. So that's very unusual. So I'm enveloped in this mitzvah called sukkah. This is the time where God says you are now ready to have a relationship of love. The only time, as our question was, why do I need all these holidays so jam-packed together? Right? It's it's really a, um, we'll call we'll be, it's a 24-day period. Rosh Hashanah is the first day of the month. The last day of the Simchat Torah is the 24th of the Jewish calendar. So it's it's... It's packed. It's it's three plus weeks with some days in between where you get a, a breather. But it's really packed. So the reason it has to be so packed is you can't just have a holiday where it's, okay, God, I love you. Really? That, with, with no relationship, no time to fix anything I've done to get somebody angry. If you want to build a relationship, you don't get to walk in one day and say, okay, I love you. It doesn't work that way. Right? We gotta figure out who we are, what you are. We gotta have discussions. We gotta we gotta do stuff together. There's a process, and yes, hopefully, as we build on our relationship, we get to the point of love. Of course, that's what we want. Everybody wants a a a tight, a deep, meaningful relationship, but it takes time. So here we're getting this this three plus week period where I am enabled to get to the pinnacle. So now if I'm right, which I am, right? but if I'm right that this is how the period of time works, so now we have really a different question. So where does Simchat Torah fit in? And the answer is, if Roshan is the beginning and Simchat Torah is the end and I'm building to a crescendo, that's a great word, Right, so that means in in my building my relationship with God, Simchat Torah is going to be the top. That will be the highlight moment of the holiday season. So that's the highlight of the holiday season. That means this is my day of greatest love. How do I do it? I dance with the Torah. My whole day, I was telling my children. Of course, important. We always want to do extra Torah study. Torah study is a is a is a is a is a focus of what we do. Except on Simchat Torah, on Simchat Torah, I, I gotta. I, this is the day where I show my highest level of relationship with God, my love, because God has given me His Torah to study. The Torah is my way of understanding who and what God is, what God wants from me. Again, you want to love a person, you want to have a relationship, you got to know what that person wants. If I want a relationship with God, I got to know what God wants. But it's more than that because God is giving me the opportunity. So I am so appreciative. I have so much overflowing love for God during this holiday season now it all comes out because I am going to dance with his book with the Torah scrolls. We will dance where I was hours and hours. It was interesting. I, I usually like to hang out in one place. My children and son-in-laws wanted to be somewhere else. It was a little more kid-friendly. So they started the evening prayers around 8 o'clock, and I got home about quarter to 12. Then we sat down for a festive meal. By the time we finished, one thirty, quarter to 2 in the morning. And then, okay, we all slept late. The prayer started the next morning, 
eight thirty, nine o'clock, depending where we went. Again, in this case, we split. My marrieds went uh, one place. I took my my single kids to a to a different place. Get each place where it it fit for everybody. Came home, ate, went back the whole day. My my little one, he's not so little anymore. He's a fifth grader. He loves this day. Like he gets it. Like it's he's like the perfect age. So he went with me to prayers at nine o'clock in the morning. Then there's a, around eleven ish. There's a break. He didn't come home with me. Actually, it's close to eleven thirty. He didn't come home. There was food around, cake around. He hung out. I'm back an hour and a half later, and he's dancing. And I asked him multiple times. I said, I said, you saw Moshe, are you hungry? You want something to eat? You want to go home? But we, we live, you know, four blocks away. Right? No, 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 I'm good. And he has candy, and he's running, and he's dancing. He got home later than me. I think I got home 6-ish. He probably got home around 6.30-ish. Then he was ready to eat. I think he had macaroni and cheese. That's what he wanted. So it's it's just a day of, and when you dance, and when you repeat as the songs, the way the songs are usually set up on this day, and there's no live music, the songs are 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 phrases, usually from Psalms, of just praise or or love between God and the Jewish people, or God and His Torah, the Jewish people getting to study God's Torah, who we are, what we are, but in our relationship with God. And when you repeat over and over and over, it just it just gets into the bones. It gets into everything. It's just an amazing wondrous, wonderful, beautiful day. It's beautiful. And it's a high. It really is a high. And that I look at that high is sort of like a, I, I recharge my my spiritual batteries for the year. That's really how I personally look at the day of Simcha Torah. This is my chance to, to just be fully involved in, Dancing, singing, holding a Torah scroll, dancing with children, dancing with grandchildren, dancing with friends. Everybody's happy with each other. Everybody's in a good mood. Everybody's joyous. And we read the Torah. Everybody has to be called up to the Torah. I'm on one of the side rooms. I'm one of those people I just read over and over and over, and they keep coming up, and they keep coming, and they keep coming. It's just the spirit of the day, and I really, truly do look at that day as a day where I have the opportunity to just completely recharge my spiritual batteries. So I'm going to go a little bit off topic because really I was going to do this in the next show, but I think with my timing over here, because they still haven't set up my clock yet, so I'm sort of glancing at my watch, which is not what I like to do. But I have a story. I can't remember if I said it a couple of weeks ago or not. I should have checked. I didn't check. But I do have this great story, and I think it, it, it sort of helps us with our focus so the story is told with the Rabbi Beryl Wine that he was once invited to speak at a conference. I mean, he's been invited to speak around the world, multiple conferences, but this was in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And when he landed at the terminal, he was picked up by a lady, um, an Orthodox woman from the community, picked him up. And at least in those days, not nowadays, right? Nowadays, you get your car, you park by the terminal. But this woman, for whatever reason, parked her car in one of the uh, parking garages, and she goes in to get... Uh, wine and she's taking him out and she says okay I'm in uh, three four whatever that is uh, section three or 
or or level three, section four, and she has a white, um, I think it was a Honda. So she tells Rebbe White, okay, we'll go. I'm in a, again, we're third floor, fourth section. And she's looking, 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 and they're hunting up and down the road. She says, I don't tell you. I can't find the car. I'm, I'm very embarrassed. Very, very embarrassed. But I can't find the car. So Ryan says to her, okay, don't worry about it. No big deal. We'll just take a taxi. So they start walking back, and as they're walking, a car pulls up, and the, the, obviously the parking lot, like all good airports, was jammed. It was hard to find parking spots. So the guy rolls out his window and says, look, there's no parking spots. If you people are looking for your car, I'll drive you to your car, and I'll take your spot. <laughs> great, great idea. But the lady says, I would love to, to take you up on it, but I, I can't find my car. So the guy says, let me see your ticket. So he looks at the ticket, and he hands it back to her and says, you're in the short-term parking, but your car is actually parked in the long-term parking garage. So you're in the wrong area. But again, the offer stands. You, can get, you guys get in my car. I will drive you to your car, and I'll take your spot because I can't find anything. So they said, great. They get in the car, gets to the spot. They find the car right away. So as this woman is driving Rabbi Wine out of the parking garage, she says, Rabbi Wine, what do you take from this story? So he says, let me tell you what I take. He says, we're all running to the short-term parking. We all want instant gratification. We all want things to be done immediately. We all have no patience. We have no vision for long-term. And we should be looking in the long-term parking instead of always looking in the short-term parking. That's what we should be doing. The problem is that's not what we are doing. And I think that gives us a good idea of the holiday season also. Don't look at the holiday season as a, as a beginning and done. I got to become good. I got to become perfect overnight. That's not what a holiday season is all about. The holiday season is meant for, to help us long term. Let's look at who we are. Let's look at where we're going. Let's look what we're trying to accomplish. But not short term. We don't get to sit down when we say, oh, I got four hours now. I can study. I can learn a whole tractate. That's ridiculous. I got four hours. Let me, let me enjoy a couple pages. Right? Let's look at the long-term plan. So I went through the holiday season. I took on, hopefully, some very small things that, that I can easily accomplish. And the goal being that in the long term, I will become a better person. I am not becoming all of a sudden a great person overnight. It's not happening. I need to focus and look at my long-term plan. That is the message that we need to be taking from the holiday season. Um, So many other things to talk about. Um, there's uh, once we're once we're talking about the holiday. So I I spent most of our time. I know I have about a minute left. I spent most of our time reviewing the holiday season. There is another mitzvah that's done, um, and Andy reminded me about it before. And that is we walk around with these palm branches, these tall green palm branches, and there's some willow branches, not willow, but a similar to willow branch in there, and some myrtle branches, and we got our our etro, we got citron fruit, 
And they also represent different facets of the Jewish people. You have your, you have your, somebody says a COVID joke. He said um, the, the etrog has a beautiful smell and taste. Now, most don't taste so good nowadays, but uh, they used to be regular like a lemon. Um, you got your, your palm branch, which is a date-type tree. So you got taste, really no smell. You got your myrtle branches, which is it has good smell, but it doesn't have a taste. And then you have your what's called the arava. It's like a type of willow branch, which has no taste and no smell. So I was speaking to a friend. He says to me, you know, this holiday season, because he just recently um, recuperated, thank God, from COVID, says, I felt like the arava instead of the citron. I said, Why? He said, I had no taste and no smell because he was sick. Okay. But our goal, right, all of these things represent different facets. People that don't have any good deeds and people that, oh, and here comes the music. But in any case, um, it's been an amazing holiday season. Hopefully you could take from it. Hopefully we take it for the long term. But as always, um, I hope you enjoyed it short and sweet. Of course, I have to thank all my wonderful sponsors and listeners, and I can't do it without you. Thank you, of course, for the production team. We have David and Andy in the back. I hope I've left you to some food for thought. Until next time, I am Rabbi Sue Jacobson. You've been listening to Let's Talk Toro on NRM Streamcast. And until next time, don't forget to think about it.